not fun. I know. <laughs> I hate them. They hijacked my whole weekend because I had a yeah. video conference this morning at 11.30 a.m. And tomorrow at 11 a.m. I have a video conference and then I have to drive to a task win. Oh, no. Yeah, I know it's like going to be a long ass day. It's going to be such a long day. Oh, baby Andrea. I hate it. So Stupid. today on Two Scared Siblings podcast, you guys learned that video conferences suck. They do. It's for school. Like I know, which I think is weird. Like I get you're doing your master's, so that's why and whatever. But it's like, <sighs> but it's not fair. <laughs> no. I'm writing them and I'm telling them that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you can always send them our podcast. <laughs> I feel like this is this is how I genuinely feel. <laughs> It's relevant to psychology. Well, and we talked about their site, how stupid it is. Oh, gosh. Did you know there's a video conferencing software called Microsoft Teams? Um, what a fucking no. boring name. Don't name it that. Unname it. Name it something else. Un- <laughs> I demand that you take that name back. <laughs> Rewind uh, on that name and rename. Just like why... Microsoft Teams. It's because they're trying to, I don't know, I guess like the whole implication that your team went, no, this is software that that you have to deal with. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Most most things, most things are ridiculous. Like most of the ways that work is like put forward in society is Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's teamwork and fun and great that you have to stay up really late on a conference call for 10 years. Do you know what people keep saying to me? They keep saying teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, no. And that's when I shoot myself ah, in the head. That sounds like something that would be on, like, the wall of, like, our elementary school in grade one. Like right? Barney. It'd be on Barney. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it sounds like something you teach a three-year-old so that they stop, like, hitting the other kid at the playground. Ugh, it doesn't hate, sound like good I advice. Know. I just can't. I can't, can't tolerate slogans like that. No, and it's old, too. Also, my fear is school related right. because last night I slept so badly because I dreamt that I slept till 5 p.m. and missed basically I would have missed everything but definitely my video conference which yeah. was at 11 30. Oh. So yeah so obviously that's stressing me out because like usually on weekends I can just wake up yeah lay in bed for a bit you know don't have to. It's, an, it's a video conference. I have to actually like. You have to be go shower. I have to be wearing clothes. Um. Yes, that is generally recommended in a professional setting. I mean, it depends on the setting. <laughs> well, I don't have to wear clothes for work because we only use audio. If your job was <laughs> as a cam girl, you wouldn't have to. Exactly. Think about that. Or I, and you'd make more money. I know. I don't want to think about it because it's just depressing. <laughs> I worked so hard, and I could just be like stripping. No, that's hard work too. It's just a different type. And to be honest, I get why people do it because the alternative path of academia is slowly killing us all. It's killing me. It's killing you. It's also killing me and I'm not even in my master's yet. But okay, so why can't we just use audio? I don't know why we have to see each other's faces. I don't I don't care know. what everybody looks like. I'm not even sure what the point of the conference is unless you are actually talking to like a professional in your field for your master's you know yeah like, or like if you're doing like counseling yeah that then makes it sense. helps to see the person's face although yeah. it's not necessary i've heard of phone counseling but you can it, it's better face to face yeah sure yeah. but like but like you're if you're in a meeting it actually just uses up more like bandwidth to do video yes so in my meetings at work where we sometimes have over a hundred people like for like um town halls or whatever or we have like 
but we even have meetings where there are five people. We don't use video. No, because it doesn't. Why? Why bother? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, it's I don't just understand stressful. why we have to see each other's homes. We're all working from home. We know that. Yeah. That's why we're doing Skype calls. Yeah. And I don't need you to be looking at my cats, seeing my hair all messy. Well, the cats are adorable, and I do need everyone to see my cats because they're precious. But no, um, they're my cats. I'm a jealous. I'm a jealous cat mom, and nobody <laughs> can see my cats except for no me. one may look upon them. May not look upon the cat. Yeah, every time I go to her apartment for game night, she um shields them from view. Like she'll let them walk around, but she'll like carry a board in front of them <laughs> and be like, she has it labeled cat. But she won't let me look behind it to where I there's a cat. I drew a sweet little cat on it. So you're still kind of seeing a cat. It's just that you're not it's seeing not, a real cat. It's not the same. Well, Andrea. you know there's a real cat there somewhere. I, it should be similar. I'm not sure at this point. You might just be losing <laughs> it. like Just walking by with a cardboard <laughs> cat. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. I think we're all losing our minds gradually. I am losing my mind. Well, when you, especially if you live in an apartment in quarantine, like you're entering the same three rooms. Like, like I'm, I go in and out of the same door in the same rooms day after day. I know. After day. Anyway, my fear is uh, not that it was actually something completely different, which is good for hmm. anyone listening because everyone's like, please don't talk about COVID. Please don't talk about COVID. So I'm not gonna. Um, I'm gonna talk about the ethics of true crime briefly. Because that's something I'm afraid of. I'm always afraid that, like, covering true crime on a podcast, like, it's getting into that, like, little gray area of ethics. I'm always like, oh, dang it. Really? Yeah. Um, and a lot of but people have talked about the ethics. It. Yes, everybody is doing it. But that's I mean, why I a lot that of people have talked about it. But... No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's like, that. it very much doesn't. Everybody used to own slaves. That was pretty bad. But, um,. Yeah. I'm not comparing the two, by the way. One yeah, was much, much worse. Um, if we <laughs> yeah. all started doing true crime, that would be That'd be similar. pretty bad. Yeah, that, yes, exactly. That, yeah, like if that'd we were all murdering. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't do that. No, but I mean, like, with the ethics of true crime, like, I've been studying that a bit more recently, and there are some interesting implications. I'm always, like, weird about it. Like, not to the point where I'd be like, I'll never do a true crime case ever again you so don't worry to. listeners we have this podcast well yeah it's not a true crime podcast though it's a horror podcast so i could be I know. i'll be the ryan to your shane shout out to buzzfeed unsolved hey that's um, my husband I, <laughs> I think he's married that's really funny he is you're like yes, i think to in me. a relation no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry but i forgot to tell you my name is andrea Madea. And my husband and I have very similar points of view. Um, <laughs> I, I like that you, like, remembered his last name because I didn't. I was just, like, beard guy. Are you kidding? <laughs> I I totally um, cyber-stalked him a little. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't reach out to him. What I mean is, like, Not I – Not in a creeper way. Yet. I Googled him a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, no. okay. I Googled He's him cute. three times. I Googled um, him. That's pretty His average. height. And then if he had a girlfriend. His height? Because Ryan's, like – Are you like, one of those? I hate those. No, because Ryan's, like – you're this tall, oh, yeah. gangly guy with a giant head. I'm like, how tall is he? <laughs> is he like, yeah, it sounds like he he's like, like seven, seven feet. feet tall. <laughs> yeah, like the way Ryan describes it does sound like he's yeah. like ginormous. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, how how gigantic is this man? Yeah, because you don't <laughs> see it. If anyone's watched BuzzFeed Unsolved with like the host Ryan and Shane. You may not gaze upon um, Shane. Yeah, she'll hold up a cardboard sign that has a drawing <laughs> of him on it, but you can't see him. Um, but like, <laughs> I... <laughs> 
Yeah, they're really fun to listen to. And, um, yeah, like, they cover true crime. I think, like, the ethics have come up with, like, a lot of different things. It's really interesting to think about. Yeah. yeah. It is, but it's something that's happening in TV. And, like, honestly, like, if there is, I mean, it's ethically gray. It is ethically gray. But you're not doing it and you're not condoning it when you're, Basically, just reporting something that happened. No, but y- in some cases, um, you could be accidentally misrepresenting the oh, yeah. victims, That's the true. potential perpetrators, or there's another interesting point where um, some people really just want to move on, right? And you're perpetuating their name. Like, say we're talking about a serial killer that was recent enough for, like, their family members to be alive, right? Mm-hmm. The family members of the victims. Yeah. Um, they... Like, a lot of people have argued that it's bad to, you know, give those serial killers a name and a platform after what they did. Yeah. And I get and that. that. I do get that. True. So I'm always in that gray area where I, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what to do. I, I also, have no idea. I do prefer covering the obscure ones that weren't, like, serial killers and weren't given, yeah. like, the Night Stalker, whatever, you know, like, yeah. name. This is um, why we don't cover school shooters, for example. We, yeah, I don't we're like, not going to do it. I don't like doing that either. No, we're not going to do that one. I like no. the one-offs. Yeah. I don't like people that kill just to kill. I like I like it where it's like, oh, there that person got so mad. Yeah, where you're like, it was a very like a personal thing. Yeah, like it like was something, something that you strange. did not see happening. It was just something weird and it was a one-off. Yeah. Um, They didn't actually have an urge to kill. They just like – for some or like they had one like those those kids that went and killed their classmate because they were like uh they just wanted to see what it felt like to kill somebody but they they weren't serial killers they weren't yeah they weren't they weren't shooters of of serial killers no they were just like it's just such a weird thing yeah Yeah. like just something weird that i can like really examine Mm -hmm. and be like what is the psychology of this exactly yeah like what the fuck is behind that exactly and in those cases that can be like kind of a learning experience i also like unsolved mysteries like not necessarily the murders but where people just poof yeah those are interesting because you're like did they run away like did they do that on purpose is the earth actually flat and they walked off the edge (gasps) they fell off the edge (laughs) i can't believe that oh my god uh, they just walked that far yeah (laughs) well stop hanging out near the edge obviously it's dangerous there so clearly move away from the come towards the center. I do love the, the whole flat earther thing because I'm just like, well, then why haven't you guys found where it ends yet? I know, right? <laughs> like, why haven't they gazed over the edge? Yeah, like someone must have walked to the end. Like, come on. Well, how do you like where start does one it spot, walk around, and end up back in that spot without ever finding the edge? Yeah, are they just like you yeah? Because like shape wise, <laughs> shape wise, like if if they're thinking the laws of gravity still apply to that, which they wouldn't, but like say they did, you'd still see the edge and be walking right underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, the world <laughs> might as well be round. Because if you're like literally walking toward the edge and then suddenly you flip upside down and walk upside down on the other edge. And you're <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's how that is sometimes. That's definitely how it is. Obviously. Good thing though, I made it to Italy on foot. Like, <laughs> I just, I do uh. think it's really funny. But um, yeah, no, so we hop topics a lot. We do. You're welcome. Where did we start? I don't. 
No. We're, we're, we're all over we? the fucking place. We have been for a while. I think that's just a sign of the times. Is it the troubled times? Yes, these times are troubled. So, troubly, troubly times. Yes, so I'm going to talk about other troubled times. Um, yes. The 80s. So Ren had chose. Some issues. Oh my god, the 80s. That was quite the time. I quite the time. was not alive for them. I was born in the 80s. Yeah, but you would have been a baby for most of that. No, it was wild. I was out and about. Partying at like, what, like four or five years Coke old? Coke was big. That's And true. my nose was small. Oh. So. That's a sad story. <laughs> Coke was big sucked. and my nose was small. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, that. There's something really cute about that. In, like, the worst <laughs> possible way. I don't I know. know how to pin it. But, yeah, so I chose the theme this time. And the theme was um, siblings who fucking killed each other or wrecked each other in some... Like, basically, siblings who do bad to <laughs> other siblings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, siblings who... Is this who a story of me mean. pouring pepper in your eyes? Yes. Again? Yes. <laughs> you can't do that one again. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> I'm still, I'm going to, like, remember that on your deathbed. You'll be like, Ren, I'm passing from this world. Whisper something <laughs> sweet to me. And I'll go right by your ear and cradle your old head and be like, Andrea, fuck you for putting pepper in my eyes. <laughs> that's that's how it's going to go. You can't stop me. Um me. No, I wouldn't. I forgive you. You're probably you were probably like twelve. I don't even remember. Like, <sighs> but yeah. So my case. Let me take a second to stretch my poor. I had to remove limbs. this leg from the situation. Me too. My my right leg is like. Don't yeah. crouch me. My right right leg's like. Can I leave the closet? You can stay, but I just want to go. Yeah, basically. So, I covered... Ooh, axe murders? Yes, the axe... Sorry, I jumped you and your... You you jumped on top of the axe murder. I jumped your title. I know you did. So, the axe murders of the Brom family. But I know you got excited by the axe murder. I just got excited by... I saw axe murders and I just love it. That's bad. I know, but it's just how I am. I know. I I understand. I get where you're coming from. Okay, just be myself. (laughs) Except me for who I am, Ren. <laughs> so here's a little brief summary. Um, you guys know it's coming. So David Brom, who was born October 3rd, 1971, is an American mass murderer. And by mass, they mean more than one person was killed. Yeah, um, that makes that's the definition. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know, but like whenever someone says mass, you think like oh, gigantic, like gigantic crowd, right? Oh, like a As opposed to just like more than one person human yeah yeah so he killed his parents his brother and his sister with an axe in february 1988 near rochester minnesota after he got into an argument with his father over the music he was listening to like the parents just didn't want him to be listening to this tape he'd bought or something i guess it was like slightly rebellious music that's fair for the 80s i don't know (laughs) he's just listening to the new 80s music and it's like uh, fuck uh, the government or something like it's I just something the tiger mild. and he just freaks the fuck out okay that'd be really really weird inappropriate but... this song is about tiger eyeballs or something. i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the problem is about be. self-confidence i hate it <laughs> um so like what happened was in the early evening of february 18th 1988 the olmstead county sheriff's deputies like i guess they must have 
they heard something from the school, so they discovered, they went to this guy's house, David Brahms, and they discovered the bodies of Bernard Brahm, the father, who was 43, Paulette Brahm, the mother, who was 42, Diane Brahm, the sister, who was only 14, and Richard Brahm, the little brother, who was only 9, in their family home. They were all wearing, like, nightgowns um, still, so they think this happened the early morning. But strangely, missing from the home were the two oldest sons, David, uh, who was 16, and Joe, who was 18. I think he had moved out at the time, and that's why he missed out on being murdered. Poor guy. He misses out on everything. Poor Joe. I I'm I hope Joe's okay in general. Like that must suck. Like that would be that'd be something to come home to. Um, yeah, that would it's suck. Good thing that he wasn't the one that discovered it. Like yeah. that would just be worse. Yeah, because there have been cases like that where people come home and discover their whole. Yeah, and they see it. Yeah, best feet unsolved. Covered what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So the police had been notified by like the school administration that students had reported hearing a like you know, quote-unquote rumor that David had informed other students that he'd killed his family that morning. So all four individuals had sustained numerous gashes in the head and upper body. He just went to town. Police subsequently found a blood-stained axe in the basement that forensic tests indicated was used to kill all four victims. It was about, like, three to four feet long, and it was still bloody. This is very strange that he was able to do this to all of the family. Well, they probably did not see it coming. <clears throat> Were like, they asleep? Like, maybe he did it. Well, it was early morning, so they're probably still a little bit asleep. Yeah, I think so, because it says that they're all wearing, like, it said in my research, like, various sources were, like, they're all still wearing, like, their nightgowns and stuff or their mm-hmm. nightwear. So, yeah, yeah, I think, like, it was early enough in the morning that they were probably still asleep. He was able to sneakily do it real quick. Yeah. Basically, but um, immediately after the discovery, the police were concerned that David uh, might be the victim, like, of a kidnapping. Like, they thought someone mm-hmm. had gone in and done this to his family like and taken him. Jamie Kloss. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't suspect him of doing it. They thought someone else had done it and taken him. Yeah. But a friend of David's from school informed the police that David himself told her that he killed his family and testified to the discussion in the subsequent trial. She told jurors at the trial that David Brom stopped her on the morning of February 18th, 1988, as she was heading to school, and convinced her to, like, skip school with him. He then went into detail about how he killed his parents and his brother and sister. And according to this friend, uh, quote, he said he hit his dad with an axe, he kept hitting his dad, and his dad kept on getting up. Well, he I mean he's a sixteen-year-old kid, and his dad's a full-grown man. That's I mean, I don't really know the fucked, size though. of them. It's just like seems surprising that nobody managed to um, get one. I think they were yeah. probably just shocked and like. Yeah, it would sleep. be shocking. I just like it would be nice if. I mean, I mean, the, the if it hadn't, dad probably just hadn't <laughs> been yeah. successful. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been nice. So the girl also said David told her that he had gotten into an argument with his father at about eleven thirty p.m. the previous night, and that he went. Uh, to his parents' room and murder... Oh, wait. Just a sec. <laughs> I fucked that up. So the girl... Yeah, he... Uh, so. The girl said David told her that he had gotten into an argument with his father at about 11.30 p.m. the previous night. And that he then stayed up until about, like, 3 a.m. Just steaming. Yeah, he was really pissed about this. And she indicated that he really did, like, detail the crime to her. Saying that he went... 
Yeah, I'm not sure how I'd feel if my friend was went into the details of their gruesome crimes. I'd be like, um, that's bad. Let's go to the police station and you can just tell me there too. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what do you do, right? I, I don't know, know I'd man. Be like, um, show me. Like, you okay, Davy? <laughs> but like, yeah. So he, like, she said that he said that he went to his parents' room. And murdered his father first, and then he hit his mother and went to his younger brother's room, which is where he killed the younger brother. I yeah. yeah. After that, though, like, he left and he saw his sister standing over their mother in the upstairs hallway, probably being like, what the fuck happened to my poor mom? Mm-hmm. At which point he attacked them both. So, Sheesh. Yeah. So, uh, so Brom was caught on February 19th, 1998, so, like, the day after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 1988. So he's not a criminal mastermind. Um, no. He, he got to... caught while using a payphone <laughs> near the local post office, yeah. so he's not, okay. he's definitely not a criminal mastermind. <laughs> um, his case was initially referred to the juvenile court system because, like, at 16 years old, he was underage at the time, right? Mm-hmm. However... He was eventually sent to the adult judicial system based on the, like, severity and brutality of the crime, right? Yes, Plus, I agree. like, that's four whole people. With an axe. Yeah, that's a It's not like he lot. just got really pissed and shot one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not of, like a crime of passion. A, it, yeah, it was, like, hours after the fight. Yeah. And he killed everybody. With an axe. <laughs> like, Including with an a axe, nine-year-old. Very bloody method. Very hands-on. Why a nine-year-old? Like, I don't get why he killed the siblings. I don't know either. Like, I get, I, like, with Like, the to get rid sister, of witnesses? Like, just to be like, oh, yeah. someone snuck into my house. But then he goes and tells his he, friend, I killed them. So right. So that's, like, so that doesn't make just, sense. like, no. No, plus, like, <laughs> the nine-year-old was asleep in the room. It doesn't sound like the nine-year-old oh, saw yeah. anything. And he went there first. And then he came back out and saw the sister over the mom's body. In other... So it doesn't make sense. In another case I covered, I can't remember the name, but... The guy killed the siblings so that they wouldn't have to live without the parents. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that case, actually. Which is a weird thing to do, but... um, I get it, but... I get it, too, but, like... It's bad. You should calm your shit. You probably shouldn't... Maybe stop and think for a moment. murder anyone. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um, So, like, yeah. Uh, Brom's defense claim, obviously, was insanity. They decided to go with that. So mental illness became, like, a factor in the trial, and a whole lot of media and legal focus was placed on Minnesota's use of the Nocton rules. Like, basically, I think that's how they're pronounced. Don't, don't at me. Um, <laughs> it's basically some rules that Minnesota has that are kind of, like, they're, they're definitely dated, uh, having to do with, like, insanity pleads or mental illness-related, like, crimes. But... <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... Mm. Okay. I feel like they should change those rules, but also, like, use individual, like, like take into account what this person did. I think a good How deal of the rules are they, needs really? updating. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, gosh, please, yeah. Some of them haven't been updated since, like, the 1700s. I know. So, like, yeah, media and legal focus was placed on those rules in determining if Brom was actually, like, legally insane at the time of the crime. He sounds kind of crazy. Um, apparently he'd been really depressed and had changed his, like, appearance and stuff, but, like, it was in a very, like, edgy way. Like, he, I don't know, like, but shaved no- the sides of his head, dyed his hair black, and had been depressed. You don't but kill that's... your entire family because you got in a fight with your dad about... 
music. Yeah, like I'm thinking they should have done more to like profile his actual psychology. Because usually like if you're that severely mentally ill, it's not just like casual teenage depression that causes axe murders. Exactly. That (laughs) needs more evaluating. Yeah, exactly. So um, on October 16th, 1989, Brom was convicted of first degree murder and was given three consecutive life sentences. So he is still alive and he's currently housed at the Minnesota Correctional Facility in Stillwater. Yep. So they didn't decide he was insane. No, it didn't work. (laughs) Okay. It did not work. I mean, he seems insane, but that's just me. I don't... No, some people are... What, just a really bad temper? Just really... Explosive. Unkind, I guess. Like, just, I, like, yeah. just, like just don't have like much empathy more, or, like, compassion. There'd be more signs if he was actually, like, a killer-y killer. You would think so. But, I mean, a lot of school shooters, the majority... Just which snap. we're not going into. No, it's not even that. Most of them have been determined to have had no history of mental illness or current mental illness. The majority don't yeah okay most of them are perfectly sane so i don't know what causes it except for evil i don't know Mm -hmm. so from the post bulletin which is a rochester-based newspaper brahm's aunt mary at the time said that the judge's sentencing was quote something out of the 12th century she added that it was quote a shame to waste a human being like that Um... david is a good person it's a tragic situation but I think David will make the best of it, she told the newspaper after the sentencing was made. I think saying that he's a good person is a – I don't know that that is accurate. I don't <laughs> At this point. know either. I understand no. you being like, that guy's a jerk. But people will call people bad people because they're actually just bad people that have not axe murdered their whole families. Yeah, I that was pretty I figure at the brutal. time, once you've axe murdered your whole family, you may not be a good person anymore. I, feel I think that's like, like that's a, the case. one of the qualifications you have to meet. Yeah. Um. Typically. Typically, yes. Okay. All right. I, I don't know, Mary. man. Like, I I don't know. This, she said this back in the 80s, so maybe her opinion has changed. And so, but it's like hard to tell, right? Because like I get it. People are like, things are complicated with teens and whatever, blah, blah, blah. There might, there's probably a whole lot more going on that we didn't know about, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like axe murdering is typically not the good person's way of solving a problem exactly. that's just my argument that's all I'm yeah that's it that's all i'm I with say. you i'm with you on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what case did you choose okay so i did this one which was i discovered like last or like almost two years ago and it was um interesting good yeah and then you were we like, like that. <laughs> and then you're like let's do sibling murders and i was like all right come over and bring the microphone so i can kill you on air yeah um but well then i you were told like, you no i meant like cases and i'm like oh gotcha so that's not how that went down no that's exact oh what'd you say she texted me and was like oh, okay so come over so i can murder you tonight and i was like okay i'll bring the microphone don't forget to turn it on you're kind of bad at using the mic I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i was perfectly reasonable with you murdering me don't you worry. were you were actually yes you're welcome so then why are we doing cases instead I mean, I don't know. It's not too late. I'm right here. I know, but I left the mics going. my weapons at home. Oh. All right. I guess I'll just read this case. Yeah, I guess I'll do. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so um, it was interesting. I got a lot of information from uh, – why can't I – oh, Crime Watch Daily. I can never remember that show's name. And then I got some I other information from a, a site. A site. That I can't – I'm not I'm not good at crediting – 
uh, people. That's I made it all good. up. I'm really good. That's all because She did this of through me. her own journalism. She yeah. was there and saw I it all. was there. Yeah. No, you got a credit. Uh, okay. You're well, going to get sued. But um, it was a website. I don't know. Well, it was actually several different websites because it was just to get the background. And then I just mm-hmm. used Crime Watch to get the details. details of the crime. Yeah, okay. So, uh, all right. So this is the case of Alexandria and Anastasia Duval. Those are very elegant names. Very elegant. Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't trust it. It's not good. I don't trust elegant names. It's These not, sound like people, who, like uh, names that you'd see in like a mystery murder novel. I know. Uh-oh. Um, very gothic. So here yeah. you go. Here's some background. The identical twins, they were identical twins. Mm. They were born in Utica, New York in 1978 as Allison and Anne Dadao. What? Yeah. Oh. So that's, their real names aren't Alexandria and Anastasia. I was about to say, like, oh, mm-hmm. so they just, they just, they're like, these names do suck, but she's cooler ones. Yep, exactly. Um, but that's not why. But I actually do explain that later. Ooh. So when they were five, their mother died tragically, and in their adulthood, they wound up in Florida in Palm Beach County. There, they opened up their twin power yoga studios, oh, no. which were successful. And they became known as kind of like flashy, distinctive personalities, and they would drive around like in matching Porsches. Wow. I could see why that would be a gimmick. Yep. They were a gimmick for sure. Uh, they wound up getting offered a deal for a reality show because of, like, they fought a lot and their flashy yeah. lifestyle, just the way they were, Yeah, was kind of comical. They just seemed interesting. Yeah, over the Like top. it would make, like, TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's at this point that their spiritual advisor, Leslie McMichael, who met them at a Kabbalah center. Oh, no. Everything's wrong already. Um, yeah, I don't said, like this. this is where she said that everything started to go downhill for them. Uh, she said that the producers actually pushed them into renting a fancier place for a yoga studio for the show. Hmm. Although that's, I don't know, other other uh, articles just say, yeah, they got a fancier studio. Right. I don't know if they were pushed into it. Uh. So, I, like, who knows? But they got a bigger place, and it was fancy and expensive. And then the show didn't end up happening, so they went into debt. Oh, fuck. So she said that Allison slash Alexandria, and if we're going to have trouble remembering who's who. Because it's all these it's A A-L. names. A-L. So it's Allison to Alexandria. Okay, so this is A-L. Yeah, Got and it. then it's Anne to Anastasia. So A-N. Exactly. That's how I remembered it because I was getting really fucking confused. Yeah. <laughs> so she said that Allison slash Alexandria had a big dominant personality and that Anne slash Anastasia was the sweetest, kindest, most level-headed person you ever met. Huh. However, they were referred to by local tabloids as the terrible twins of yoga. <laughs> that's in quotes. The terrible twins of yoga is a sentence. It is. That I don't sure know. is a whole sentence I had to hear. <laughs> I mean... Everybody has terrible twins of yoga. Every state. I just like, I think it's the ending to that. The terrible twins of yoga. Twins You're like the terrible of twins. They're stretching. like, what they do of yoga? Oh. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, how terrible was this yoga? Um, in 2004. Yes, they didn't warm their muscles beforehand. And that see. is terrible. Yeah. They snapped. A, it's newsworthy. I don't know. something in 2014 they abruptly closed their studios leaving their employees without pay and ripping off customers that had already paid for memberships yikes supposedly allegedly that sucks yeah ow 
Okay. Uh, that year, they went off to Park City, Utah, and changed their names with the idea of writing a book. And they ended up getting back into the yoga business. Yeah. However, between the two, they were like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and they wound up having to file for bankruptcy. Yep. While in Utah, they also had run-ins with the law for being drunk and disorderly. They were oh, kicked no. out of one restaurant in January 2014 for drinking too much, and another time they crashed their car into a ditch, and after crashing, they were, like, fighting each other, including hair pulling. Wow. And when the police arrived in response to the crash, they fought the cops. So they were just not in a good place there. Yeah. A bit of a mess. Yes, yeah. they are hot messes. Makes sense. I guess if you go into debt and then get into substances, yeah, I could yeah, see that. They, everybody said they had a drinking problem, everything I read. Yeah. Um, Alexandria also got a DUI, and Anne Oof. was arrested for interfering with police and disorderly conduct, and she threatened to kill the police as they took her away that, that one time. That does not sound like the sweetest, most kindest person that you right? have ever known. It doesn't sound level-headed either. Um, I don't know. No, but I guess alcohol does do that to a person. I don't yeah. know. I know that's going to get worse, though. So. Oh, it totally does change people. Yeah. So... In t- December 2015, they went to Maui on a religious quest. Oh, boy. I don't like these women. I don't either. And I'm Chris- not feeling this. <laughs> and it's not the drinking that bugs me. It's like all the weird cultural appropriation like and like pretentiousness. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's so fucking obnoxious. Uh, God. Yeah. So on- and they have a spiritual advisor. I don't know. Okay. Ugh. Moving on. I'm getting upset. On Christmas Eve, they were arrested for disorderly conduct and terroristic threatening, whatever that means. But it may have meant the time that Anne went to a homeless shelter under a false name and tried to shake them down. Why would you try to shake down a a homeless shelter? shelter? How much money do you think they have? I think she was thinking, oh, this is what they're for. They give people money. Okay. But that's not what homeless shelters do. That's exactly not how that works. They are absolutely not. Um, they do not have money. They just don't have no. cash to give no, you. No, that's the whole point. They're a shelter. Yeah. That's the name. That's. It's right there in the name. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like the homeless bank. It's not the homeless bank. Uh, no, it's not yeah. how that works. Then, then it would be There would be a far fewer homeless people if there was a, a bank. Exactly. For homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so she shakes down the homeless shelter, even though at that time they were actually staying in a fancy hotel. Wow. So I'm thinking, like, they just were really used to living beyond their meat, like, used to, like, having yeah. flashy shit. And they and then, pay for that room. So they're a little cash poor at this point, even though they're staying in a nice hotel. So, they like, she's like, oh, I'll go to the homeless bank. Yeah, and I'll be able to pay for this hotel that we should have just not. Gotten? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in May 2016, they were living in a big rental property big of course lavish uh, with Lonnie Dickinson who is Alexandria's boyfriend and Federico Bailey who is Anastasia's boyfriend huh okay yes so here we go actually no not yet because my next sentence is so before I get to the case <laughs> right okay so we're, we're getting there yeah. so back in 2001 so we're going way back. In Palm Beach, Keith Weiss, Anastasia's boyfriend at that time, was speeding down the Sawgrass Expressway with Anastasia and Allison in the or, and Alexandria in the car. They were Allison and Anne at that point. Right. A L and A N. Yeah. And they lost their shit because he refused to pull over so that they could have another glass of wine. What? 
Anastasia was in the passenger seat and just started kicking the steering wheel and Alexandria was in the back and she was just screaming her fucking head off like they were having temper tantrums. Oh my goodness. And so that was brought up like – so this was – this came to late like after the, the main incident that I'm about to tell you because like there were obviously like witnesses and testimonies and so Keith Weiss came forward and he's like, this – sort of supports one of the theories. Yeah. I, I've i seen them in some bad places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And But everybody said, like, they were great people when they were sober. It's just, like, as soon as they sort started of. drinking, they became lunatics. Well, yeah, they were still very... Lavish. Um, yeah. Annoyingly like still Kabbalah and spiritual With mash- matching Porsches and... Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. None of that good stuff. But better people than they are when yeah. they're drunk, when they're... Yeah, they just Probably lost Probably more shit. reasonable. Yeah. So, back to May 2016. Oh, boy. So, Alexandria ended up crashing a camping trip that Anastasia was on with her boyfriend, Federico. Basically, Anastasia and Federico went to Costco to get supplies, but once they got there, they realized that Anastasia had accidentally grabbed Alexandria's credit card. So, they went back to get the right credit card, and then Alexandria was kind of like, I am coming with you. So, she forced her way onto the trip. (laughs) Great. Which is weird. So, now they're – she's third wheel in it. Yeah, that's weird. So they started fighting during the trip. And at one point when Federico went to the bathroom, they actually took off together in the Ford Explorer. What the fuck? Along the road to Hannah. Poor Federico. Where I went. Oh, yeah. Hannah. Yeah, but you didn't do this, luckily. As far as I know. Don't give me that look. (laughs) I wasn't there. You don't know me. Um, I I have for a while. (laughs) Pepper lady. I killed my twin. Um, <laughs> so Alexandria was driving and Anastasia mm. was in the passenger seat. And a guy driving behind them was a witness who could hear screaming and swearing and saw them pulling each other's hair and, like, arms flailing around and oh, fighting. Geez. Oh, no. So they are just, oh, man, they've lost their shit, like, a total of, like, a lot throughout this one page. I know. It's, and there it are only two pages. paragraphs so it's like of them to just lose their shit. Stuff is them losing their shit. Yep. So the girls pulled into a turnout and the witness saw Alexandria turn and start hitting back. And then he says he saw her put the car into gear and then suddenly they were just going over the edge. Oh, no. Sailing off the edge. Fuck. Into the ocean. Actually, it was um, rocks, but yeah. So it was like like a cliff? It's like a cliff that goes down to the ocean. I I know this drive because i took that tour and yeah it's um right it's harrowing i mean you could definitely accidentally Especially drive off this road. driving like shit because you're fighting in a car that's very dangerous yeah because yeah. there's not enough room for like oncoming cars and like you have to kind of squeeze by mm-hmm. if you're driving in opposite direction oh that would scare the fuck out of me it was so they scary. were probably swerving yeah like all over the place this poor guy behind them is probably like is this the day i he's die like, too holy shit yeah like, he's just like they're driving real bad i hope like, i don't die apparently like a boy scout leader eagle scout or something yeah that was his job so the suv landed on its rear end yeah so its front end was in the air like just in a on rocks right oh jeez. uh one twin was airlifted to the hospital and that was alexandria anastasia was dead on the scene oh when officers came to talk to Alexandria in the hospital, she didn't ask about her sister at all. She refused to answer questions, and they finally just had to tell her that her sister was dead. Jeez. She just stared blankly at them, 
And then when they went to tell – so this is weird. When they went to tell their father, like when cops went to tell the father about Anastasia's death, he basically said that if anyone should have died, it should have been that bitch Alexandria. Whoa. And that's sort of like a loose quote. Yikes. Yeah, so he liked oh. one daughter better, I guess. Clearly. That's uh, really strange. I know. I mean, um, that's interesting. I know. I'd be very upset if that's mom's reaction to me dying. Um, or me, you dying, actually. Yeah, like, it should have been that fucking mess of an Andrea. <laughs> like, no, like, that'd be really bad. I don't know. I, the, I don't know their past, obviously, these two women, but, like... Yeah, and I didn't... People seem to be, like, on Anastasia's side of things more even though like it sounds like they were both pretty it sounds like like, they were freaking out a lot yeah um but maybe alexandria was more intense even when she wasn't drunk i didn't get much information on um like the father's relationship with anastasia yeah so that's true too that'll just be a mystery so the talk screen showed that alexandria's blood alcohol level was three times the limit and also they ended up having to make sure that alexandria was alexandria (laughs) Yeah, they couldn't tell. Because they're identical twins, and yeah, so they had, they went and asked Lonnie, her boyfriend, to come and identify her. Mm. I don't know why that would be. Yeah, that doesn't sound conclusive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Federico, meanwhile, poor oh, Federico, no. he's still out there. He wound up sleeping in the tent that night. And like, cause they never came back and then he started oh, heading no. home, but he stopped at a friend's house along the way, along that road to Hana mm-hmm. and told the, and, uh, the friend was like, yeah, there was a wreck and one of them died. Oh no. And he's like, oh, yikes. So he actually wound up being able to provide some info to law enforcement. Basically seven days before the incident, he says that Alexandria told him that she was going to kill Anastasia. What? Apparently they both kind of resented being identical twins and didn't actually see themselves that way. Well, you could have changed your hairstyles and stuff then. I know. They dressed. They, why, why are dress you driving identical? the same car then? Yeah. <sighs> just You can easily make yourself look different from your twin. You it's very, your hair, very simple. Chop it. Yeah. Like they both just did the long blonde hair thing. Yeah. And they weird. did like look alike. He also heard Alexandria say to Anastasia, don't forget we're leaving planet on the 30th. What? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but that's the quote. Don't forget we're leaving planet on the 30th. Like not huh. leaving the planet. Yeah, just it doesn't make planet sense, but, in general, which could be anything. But when he heard it, he was like, okay, that sounds weird, like suicide, but obviously yeah. he didn't think much of it. Yeah. So they found, uh, when they were investigating, in Anastasia's hand was a clump of Alexandria's blonde hair. Huh. And investigators also said that there were yaw marks on the road indicating a left turn rather than brake marks. So it's like a mark that's made when you like purposely suddenly turn. yeah like yank the steering wheel to the left yeah instead of sliding or left or whatever yeah and there was a black box um because i guess newer vehicles actually have those just like planes weird and it indicated there was acceleration and nobody ever hit the brakes oh so they decide that because there was actually a plan for anastasia and federico to move to another island to start a business alexandria didn't want to lose her sister to to someone else and plan to kill them so like plan to kill her and her sister so they decide to go arrest her for second degree murder but the house is empty oh um, of course and they find that alexandria has booked a flight to the mainland so they rush to the airport but and they find that she's actually staying in a hotel because the plane was grounded Mm. so that's lucky yeah um the whole thing goes to court but the judge actually releases alexandria due to lack of probable cause 
Uh, yeah, because it's so hard to prove it's for hard sure to... if they really meant to go for the cliff or if I they're just, like, know. flipping out with the steering wheel. Yeah, like, I don't know either. And honestly, the way people react when they hear that a loved one is dead is different for everybody. Yeah, Like, it is. the way you grieve, the way you react to it. Um, she may have not been asking but she, because she may have known and, like, she's just avoiding that pain for as long as possible. Yeah, like, you Like, can't if you know your sure. loved one's dead, you might not be, like, where are they? Wreck, because, I didn't, yeah. like, you're just, like, I'm going to believe that they're alive for the next, as long as I can. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might just not want to know. Yeah. Yeah, like, so it's not conclusive Because you know proof. that's when your world comes crashing down. So. Yeah. Um, so they release her. And Alexandria goes to New York State because she wants to. Like that's where they Probably grew. Get away that's where they were it. born, so it oh, makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but the Maui County Grand Jury indicts her, and therefore she is arrested in New York because she didn't know that she was like in her absence. I think they indicted her, so then like she's arrested in New York. Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Oh, she was fleeing," and they're like, "Actually, she was just going home. She didn't know she was indicted." <laughs> okay, um, so that's a mix-up. That's what her lawyer says, though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the witness that was driving behind him, them, the Eagle Scouter leader or whatever. The guy who's like, huh, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he testified that he actually did see the passenger yanking on the driver's hair, even though the prosecution was arguing that the drive off the cliff was intentional. And another expert testified that the information from the black box, though it didn't show breaking, did show a lot of jerking, which would support this theory. Yeah. So it was like... Yeah, like you know, she like was going right, her left, hair. right, left, yeah. right, left. Probably because she's being like her yanked. head's being yanked. Yeah, so she's going. Her don't body's going with it. Pull each other's hair on the road to Hana. That is like the worst road. Don't pull each other's hair when you're driving in general. Just but don't definitely do it. not on the side of a cliff. Yeah, I would recommend not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is one weird thing. So this is kind of she gets acquitted, basically. Yeah, is what I'm telling you, but. When Federico was testifying, he said after this whole ordeal, because they lived together, right? Yeah. Ale- he gave he gave Alexandria a shower and washed her hair. Like what? he helped her shower. That's weird. And this is wasn't like, he Anastasia's? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. And then he said that Alexandria started wearing Anastasia's clothes and such. Oh boy. Okay, and then that's I, a lot. Yeah, like it's so maybe. It- but that could be grieving. Hmm. It could be grieving. Because, like, you're yeah. missing your sister. If you act, if you look identical to her, the best way to, like, see her again is dress in her clothes and be her. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, it does make sense. Like, you do have honestly, a little bit of a, a grieving out Yeah, it kind of seems like that would be almost a Convenient. normal thing to do if you're a it twin. It does. It does, yeah, if you're a twin. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Not it, if you're... Totally. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's someone else you love and you, like... You might Your still. husband dies and you're wearing his sweater, that's also... You know, that's also common. That's an also other thing, but yeah, this but whole it's not gonna be as if you're real. conveniently it was your twin, yeah. and you get to see their face when you want because you just look in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to say. I just wonder. I do wonder about that father's comment, like what he meant by that. He must have just you not know? gotten along. Honestly, I think I looked it up back then. It was just like he just there was like some her. shit going on between them. I don't know if it was like financial or what like i don't remember actually really any of the details i just remember being curious about it yeah because it sounds like she did something horrible according to him but like yeah then you look it up and it's just like it could have been anything it could have just been something i might not have even found anything i don't know 
Yeah, like it's hard to say yeah. with that because that's mysterious to me. It's really. I weird. also like wonder, like maybe it was Anastasia who survived since Federico like gave her a bath. Can you imagine? Right, like that's. I was thinking about that because like they asked him to you identify use... her, right? Well, that's they, not Federico. They used um, Lonnie. Oh, yeah. So well, Alex- they don't know for sure. They wanted Lonnie to come in and verify that Alexandria was Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, the living one. Yeah. So that yeah. Um, because, yeah, DNA is identical and identical twins, so you can't really test that. Yeah, and you can't – like, if it's the dead body, it's probably so beaten up that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. – I mean, if they're identical, you're not going to be able to tell the difference if one of them is, like, badly damaged. Yeah, unless you've got different appearances, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it could be, so. like, a birthmark maybe that he looked for or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a hard thing to tell, right? Like, that's – Difficult. That's a difficult one. Uh, like, I don't know how you're supposed to know. I don't either in that case. You never know. Wait, are twins' fingerprints the same? They are, aren't they? I... Or they can be... I'm not sure. I don't fucking know. That's that. actually something I've never thought about, I and I don't like know. I thought that like everyone had random... different fingerprints, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... But, mm. <clears throat> not that that would help anything, <laughs> because, although... Their fingerprints should be in the system from their DUIs and stuff. Yeah, considering (laughs) they actually would have something to compare to. I don't know. I mean, that's (sighs) something you have to look up. I would think that their fingerprints would actually be – I would think they'd be the same, but I don't know. It's a creepy and weird thing. This is a weird case, right? It's a really weird case. And I I had been researching, like, what case to do when you chose the topic. And you're like, aha. (laughs) Well, and then I found another case. Yeah. And then I suddenly just remembered this one. Yeah. Like, when I was just, like, sitting on the – balcony with you yeah the other day so like and i was like oh right like i already I know do this one. one yeah i remember i remember and it's a good that. one it's there was a flash in your eyes and you're like oh wait no i'm gonna do this one so. yeah like yeah i already knew it and i knew it was already good like i already knew it was good like in, so i don't like, have to vet it and like yeah <laughs> make sure it's not to. gonna be 20 pages long and shit so yeah there is there's always that. It can get brutal. It can get long. There are some cases that, like, yeah, like where we just have to do one person doing it and both of us reading it. I like just that. Like long, I actually long, like long. the times we do that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's the way it must be. Unless you guys want to listen to a two hour podcast no. episode, Nobody which I'm sure all of you do. I, yeah, no. No. So you should email us your own strange sibling murderings. Yeah, like, did you kill your twin? Yeah. Did uh, you? If so, tell us a story. Two scared siblings at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, how many axes do you own and how long are they? Um, yeah, that's important. Tell me. I just uh, want to know yes. like the different lengths that axes can be. They can be anything you want, Andrea. Oh, just that's believe. Such a good, I know that's, that's hard. So nice. Look, that's better than the slogan your work is using. I hate it. I'm not saying it again. Teamwork, I feel, dream work. I, don't I feel know. already bad for having said it the first time. I think axes can be as long as you want is more inspiring than teamwork makes the dream work. I don't I know. So. Maybe that's just me because I'm like bitter. But um, yeah, so. Axes can be as long as you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I like that. Email okay. us and check us out on uh, if you want to support us and give us money because we need it at, uh, yeah, What's it called? Patreon.com slash I I almost said Podbean. I was like, that's not where you pay us. No. That sucks. Um, Yeah, because (laughs) we still actually haven't gotten a microphone. Yeah, we still haven't because now we're fucking broke. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. I mean, Um, I still have my job, but. Yeah, I can't help you, though, because obviously mine (laughs) was canceled. I know. Um, But yeah, no. So 
do that if you want to support us and you get nice fun bonuses and like your name in the credits and uh, bonus episodes and merchandise. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a good time is what I'm saying. Like we just randomly decided to send out merch like at the beginning of the year. For $5 tiers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you get some good shit. It was good times. Do it. All right. Um, Yes, and you can also find it pinned to the top of our Twitter at Two Scared Sibs. Yes. And now we're going to give you a smooch. Mwah. Mwah. Sleep well.